all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker and on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash Positive Head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to a terrific Tuesday here in the studio as I record. So happy to be with you guys. As always, it is um, awfully warm here in Southern California. We've been dealing with over 100 degrees weather. That's like, I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen that. You know, typically it's pretty mild, 80s in the summer, maybe 90, not nearly any humidity like the East Coast, like I grew up with. Um, and certainly where I live, very close to the, the ocean, always a breeze in the evening. So even chilly, like in the evenings a lot, but seeing like 110 and 111 a few days ago, it's like crazy. Um, but um, so it goes. Hope you're staying cool wherever you are. I have a cool uh, podcast for you today, a cool episode that sort of has made itself. Um, I, it's so, speaking of cool, it's so super cool the way the show just kind of comes together um, on its own most days now. It sort of becomes very, I mean, there are days where I sort of uh, proactively choose what I want to talk about, but more and more often it's like, oh, here's what you're supposed to talk about on this day and time and time-space continuum, the illusion of time-space. Here's what's most um, pertinent for you and for the listeners on, on this given you know day. And uh, so, as I mentioned yesterday, there's been the ongoing story of the Demiurge uh, painting that I love and wanted to acquire. And I told you guys I would fill you in on how that story has completed or uh, at least I don't know if it ever completes how it continues to 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 live and um, so I'm going to tell that story today and then there was um, sort of a tie-in I, I chose a random song which then had a tie-in to the Demiurge story which then uh, made me think of something else which I pulled up uh, and there was a tie-in and it just was like oh wow okay this whole thing is just unfolding I see I see and I'll, I'll explain it here in a minute you guys are like what the heck he talking about but you're used to it if you've been listening for a while trying to decode me <laughs> um let's see all right 
I'm trying to decode myself, people. Come on. Um, so before I jump into all the juiciness of today's uh, episode and topic, uh, I would like to uh, quickly remind you guys to review on iTunes if you haven't done so, uh, as well as CastBox, who is uh, supporting the show, and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, you know, uh, iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting, if you will. So continuing to review there is very helpful. And also, of course, fuels my labor of love when i when i get feedback from you guys it means the world so um i highly encourage you to do that if you haven't already and i'll read a review here in a minute on itunes also Castbox is the app i've been talking about lately that i'm um super excited about uh collaborating with or supporting the show and uh promoting the show a little bit and um and that's awesome i mean i've never seen any platform typically they're pretty one-sided you put your show up they don't give you much insight information help you promote it anything like that so um if you're looking for a place to listen uh the Castbox app is awesome so i highly recommend using that um let's see here uh on itunes good stuff by ginger and mags Thanks very much for providing a podcast with such a positive vibe. Always feel much better after listening and learn a few important nuggets each time. We need more like this. Thanks for spreading the kindness and love. Aw. Thank you, Ginger and Mags, for uh, reflecting back to me that love. I greatly appreciate it. And yeah, for any of you guys out there who... That's one of the the, the best things you could ever do to support this show is, is sharing it with other people. You know, I've been talking about it. I talked about it a few weeks ago. There's shows that get a million downloads that are talking about like, it's like spoofs on the NFL or comedy, which, you know, hey, laughing is the ultimate medicine. I, I'm all for it. I'm not saying anything negative about it. But when this shows get, you know, my shows get more, you know, 10,000 downloads. Imagine if a million people were getting uh, inundated with the energy, the vibration that we're putting out to the world here collectively, right? All the people who participate in the show. And you guys are an extension of that. And we're all reflections, right? So um, helping to I look forward to the day when a million downloads are happening. I am stepping into that timeline. You, I'm calling it. I'm doing it. And your help to get there is uh, very, very appreciated. And uh, it's, it's such a wonderful medium to help uh, wake people up and r- remind people. Because I can't really tell anyone something they don't already know. It's a matter of reminding you and me simultaneously of what we've forgotten you right it's we're we're remembering re-membering we're coming back together as a as a whole and remembering simultaneously why we left to begin with so that we could experience the contrast but we've had enough of that uh, certainly the very negative violent contrast that's happened on the planet wars and uh, you know lack of abundance and all those things we're ready to remember reunite and come together as one and uh, act accord. All is literally one. Let's all start acting accordingly, right? Everywhere I go, I'm there waiting for myself. So, yeah, that's the the, the most uh, valued thing you could ever do to support the show is to tell others about it. I always recommend maybe uh, asking them to choose a number between one and I think now it's about 725 episodes. And then whatever they chose, say, okay, there's a message from your higher self to you in that episode you just chose. It wasn't random that you chose that number. Go listen and let me know what you find. 
And that's, you know, it gamifies things. It allows the universe to co-create and play. And I, I love that. You guys know I love that. And um, so that's one way I would encourage you to do it. If you think someone that may, might not otherwise just listen, you, you know, challenge them in that way. Make it playful. Uh, another way you can support the show, uh, let's see, is Purium. Uh, I've been talking about that for the last month or so. Certainly uh, an amazing company whose aim is to heal the world with superfoods. And uh, many of us, uh, I think 70 or so of us, have done a 40-day uh, transformation. For me, it truly has been everything I expected it to be, a true transformation bringing my body, you know, reestablishing my relationship to food, using these superfoods, um, easy to, to drink shakes, um, et cetera, um, you know, daily now. I, I will continue for the rest of my life is my plan. And, uh, you know, my, I'm at my ideal weight. I'm feeling amazing. My energy is amazing. And I've heard the same feedback from many, many, many listeners who have gone down the same path. Um, so if you want to learn more about that, go to positivehead.com forward slash transformation. There's going to be another group um, starting on the 21st of July. And really, you can do it at any time on your own as well. So uh, would love to support any of you in that endeavor and a percentage of what you purchase goes towards supporting the show. So all right, uh, now let's dive into the topic for today. Oh, one last thing. If you're not on the Positive Heads Facebook group, get on there as well. It's a great, w- great place to meet other listeners, ask questions, open up about maybe private things you don't want to share with Facebook and have amazing support. Um, ask questions to me that I may answer on the show. Great, great um, group there of over 5,000 listeners now. So it's pretty amazing. Um, all right, so let's continue. Let's have some fun with the Demiurge story that continues to unfold. Okay, so I'm going to back up to this story. I've told bits and pieces over the last month or so. I saw this amazing uh, visionary artist, Vajra, um, live painting at an abundance event, which my good friend Christopher Jackson, who's a regular co-host on the show, he throws these events in Los Angeles called Abundance, Abundance, and it's just like a festival in a club for a night, and uh, part of the whole festival culture is live painting, and artists and, and Vajra was there painting in this amazing um, multi-dimensional character this you know archetype and i'm like wow it's the most beautiful colorful powerful um image i've ever seen as far as you know i see lots of visionary art but just it really spoke to me it really touched me it really i really felt a deep connection to it so i talked to him that night i was like wow man this is amazing you know give me your card whenever it's done let me know i had no idea what he would charge for it or anything like that and i've never really bought an original piece of any kind um but I liked the idea of supporting artists. I liked the idea in general of supporting art and artists and um, certainly, you know, entertaining the idea. Like I said, I had no idea what he would charge. So after he completed it, maybe a month later, he reached out to me and he said, uh, you know, I was originally going to charge $11,111 for this, but it took me less time than I thought. So I'm going to charge 7777 Now, I've never spent anything close to that on any sort of piece of art or anything like that. And uh, as I told him at the time, I was like, wow, well, it's it's worth it. I think you're, you know, and a lot of wealthy people buy art that then goes up in value over time. And it's like sort of instead of letting money sit in your bank account, let it 
sit on your walls, right? Something you enjoy. Uh, I like that idea in general. I'm not really there. Uh, most of my resources go back into growing this podcast, grow, building the app I'm working on for the podcast. My travel company is growing a lot. So it's a lot of growth and reinvestment. So I don't really um, sprint, spin that frivolously, right? I'm not quite there yet. But uh, as I mentioned to him, I was like, look, I'd love to support your art. I'd love to to own this piece. I feel very connected to this, uh, as he described it, it's the demiurge. It's it's uh, the the entity that he was painting based on Platonic philosophy. Is uh, Plato basically the demiurge? Uh, is the maker or creator of the world, uh, a being responsible for the creation of the universe, our universe in particular? So, kind of like uh, I read a bit on it, um, the. Uh, emissary of God into this, okay, you're the one, you're the extension of source that is going to create the universe in which planet Earth that we live on uh, resides. So it's um, an interesting uh, character, right? Really powerful, the artist of this universe. I love that. So, um, you know, I, I basically explained to Vajra, like, look, I, I can't, I can't, I don't have 7,700, 7,777 extra dollars to spend on a painting right now. But, you know, if you don't sell it in a year or so and it hasn't sold the original, um, let's reconnect. And, and maybe by then I have a lot of amazing things unfolding, particularly with my travel company that can really like, you know, take my, um, my resource, uh, the resources at my disposal to a whole new level. And so, <clears throat> Um, he, he suggested at that moment, he goes, well, you know, what if you made payments on it? And I said, well, um, I, that's a cool idea. I like that idea. And it actually had occurred to me, but he brought it up. I, I thought about it, but I, I, you know, he, once he brought it up, I'm like, well, I did think of that too. And so I said, okay, well, I'd be willing to do small payments and probably, you know, a couple hundred bucks, you know, a month and then pay it off probably within, you know, a year or two, something like that. And he's like, great, I'll do that. Let's, uh, he goes, but what, you know, what I'll do is I'll give you a copy of it, a print, uh, and, you know, I'll hold the original until you've paid it off. Now I saw this as a challenge instantly. How did I feel energetically? I was like, well, um, I'd really like the idea of having this creator of the, of the universe sitting over my shoulder as I podcast or in my house, you know, it's like, I, I want the original. It's like, I, I don't want to get the car after I paid it off. I want to be able to use it now. Right. <laughs> and, um, he said, oh, I hear you, but I've had a bad experience in the past. And, um, I don't think I can, I can do that. And so me going into branding mode, I'm like, well, I understand what you're saying. What I would suggest to you that this is an opportunity for you to learn to trust the universe, not expect what happened bad in the past to repeat itself, right? And um, to uh, really trust me, like I'm not here, L look me up online, you know, like you can see who I am or go read my iTunes reviews, 800 or so of them, whatever it is. Like I'm not someone who's here to steal, vision steal visionary art from people, you know, we'll set something up. If I started defaulting on payments, come get your piece and keep the money I spent, whatever. And um, he's like, you know, and I kind of went on and I, you know, basically saying to him, look, actually, I think I, you're trying to protect yourself in doing this, but what you're telling the universe is you don't trust and there's things to be fearful of. And some people are looking to take something from you. So you're actually energetically creating the opposite effect of what you want, which is more abundance by not trusting me. 
Well, he said, uh, you know, he basically went on to say, I hear you, I feel you, but I I just, I got to honor my agreement with myself. And little did I know, he'd had a pretty rough year. I found out later, like, he had his studio burnt down a year prior and, like, 18 of his originals were all burned. Um, what an interesting thing to happen, right? Um, energetically. So, you know, and had had a bad experience with someone getting one of his painting, paintings pre-paying for it or whatever, um, <clears throat> as he said. So he, you know, we kind of left. I was like, I understand, you know, um, I still love the piece. It's been the background on my phone for like ever since then, you know, month plus. And I said, you know, if anything should ever change, let me know. And then I kind of threw out being my, my playful uh, gamification ideas. I was like, you know, what I would suggest to you, because I could tell he was, you know, he's considering it like maybe 10%, 20%, you know, I just hadn't sold him completely. And so I said, look, maybe do what I've done in the past when I'm really trying to make a big decision. If what I'm trying to teach and suggest here is true, ask the universe to show you a particular sign. And if you get that sign, take it as your sign to, um, to do this. And, uh, he said, mm, okay, all right, I'll do that. But it's a pretty big sign. And basically, uh, yeah, good luck, but that ain't going to happen. You know what I mean? That was the energy of it. And so we left off, we left as friends and that was that. Uh, and I told you guys about this, you know, at the time. Well, fast forward, uh, it's a month or so later. Um, there's no, um, you know, I never hear from him again or anything like that. I still have this amazing, uh, Demiurge, uh, painting picture on as my background on my phone and uh so i'm hanging out with uh, I, I told you guys my ayahuasca story uh last weekend well uh that came through my my good friend dear friend brother shane had reached out to me and was like you got to come to this you got to come to this so um i ended up spending the weekend with him and um the day after the aya journey we're talking and he's like oh yeah i have this artist coming by my house tomorrow uh, to, uh, to, you know, bring a piece. And my friend Shane's whole house is visionary art. He's got this like mansion on Sunset Boulevard. That's like people, you ride by it and it looks like, like there's these, um, this amazing sign. If you guys follow me on Instagram, uh, which is optimistic, by the way, uh, spelled with zero P T I M Y S T I C. Um, just to throw that out there. Uh, there's the most recent picture is me, you know, with, um, Uh, It says everything is a gift and that's like this huge piece. You can only see part of it. That's right on Sunset Boulevard and people are always coming and taking pictures and his house is just awesome. Like he's such a magical person. Um, And so anyway, uh, I'm hanging out with him and he's like, oh, this artist is coming by and I'm telling him, I'm like, oh, well, I'm actually, uh, I I actually was trying to get a, a piece of art uh, about a month ago and I show him the background of my phone and he's like oh who is it and I'm like oh this is this artist Vajra and he goes that's who's coming by tomorrow and I'm like what and uh, turns out Shane and Vajra are good friends and you know Shane is you know he's coming to Shane's like pretty much mansion the next day so he knows Shane is like a very legit successful person and just you know wonderful as I, as I mentioned so I, little did I know they knew each other and they were close and um, he's like, and I told him the whole story. He goes, oh man, let me, let me talk to him. I, you should have told me, like, I know him really well. I'm pretty sure I can convince him that it's the right thing to do. So, um, so basically what happens is now Shane has been living in Bali the last year. And then, you know, he, he came for the summer and, uh, he'll go back to Bali. So I haven't seen him. All his close friends haven't seen him, you know, for the last year he's been in Bali. And so Vajra hadn't seen him in a while either. Well, there was a fest, uh, uh, an event called Disclosure Fest, which I 
think I talked about when Michael was on the show, um, which was like all about disclosure, alien disclosure in a free event in Los Angeles a, a, a week and a half, two weeks ago, something like that. Well, that's when Shane had just gotten back from Bali. Vajra was live painting there. Um, he, Shane and him connected there, you know, uh, and uh, I guess what was happening at the event, there's people meditating, trying to call in a UFO. Well, Vajra's live painting and supposedly people claim they saw the UFO and he's like, man, I'm sitting here painting and I've got my back to this. Um, well, uh, minutes later, he, he thought he missed it. Then he saw what was a UFO um, and what he thought of at the time. Now that I've talked to him again, is that was his sign he asked for. Now, he asked for it to happen within a week and it happened three, four weeks later. But it happened on the day he met, he, he saw Shane for the first time in a year or whatever. Shane came to Disclosure Fest, connected with Vajra. Shortly after that, there's this UFO sighting. Vajra missed it at first, turned around later, saw it, tried to take video of it and like all the stuff. And he thought to himself, oh, well, there's the UFO. That was a sign I asked for with Brandon, you know, weeks ago, but it didn't happen within the week. So whatever, you know. Um, well, the next day or not the next day, you know, here very shortly after we discover, you know, that Vajra and Shane are friends. I tell Shane, um, and, uh, he basically, <laughs> he basically, uh, reaches out to him the next day and says, oh, you should really connect with Brandon. And he's very trustworthy and whatever he said, I don't know. And, well, Vajra's like, hold on. He just realized that he realized that, um, the day he saw the UFO sighting was the same day he saw Shane, who now is becoming the key to this whole thing going down. So he took that as like, a good enough sign. He's like, hold on. I ran into Shane. Then I saw the UFO. Now Shane's contacting me saying, you should do this with Brandon. And, um, so he reached out to me and said, Hey, after talking to Shane, I've decided I would like to go through with what we talked about. Um, and then he's like, and there's even, you know, I even got my sign kind of in a different way or a little later than I expected. Uh, Vajra had told me he'd seen a few, like two, three, I think, UFO sightings in his whole life. And, uh, you know, because this image is so multidimensional, cosmic looking, um, if you guys remind me, I'll post it on the Facebook group, a picture of it for you to see. Um, and, um, anyway, um, so yeah, that was the story. So here, get this. Here's the, here's the, here's the final part of the story. So, I'm realizing you guys have probably heard me talk about it, right? Uh, ever since the numerology episode with Darius, I've, I, I haven't paid a ton of attention to numerology as a sign or things in my life, but I've been seeing seven, 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 seven all the time, like to the point where I, I think I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it on an episode, like what's going on with all the seven, seven? Well, <laughs> the painting, remember, is $7,777. Well, I'm at Shane's and even before we figured out this whole Vajra thing, I noticed him. I was like, Shane, look at your license plate. His license plate, have you ever noticed what it says? Because I've been seeing this all the time. Shane's license plate is 7KEY777. So it basically says exactly, he became the key to this cosmic entity you know representation coming into my world right i'm like what so he really was the key to the 7777 you know uh deal and it just like all came together in this magical way and now i get to share it all with you guys and i think it's such a powerful beautiful story um and uh so yeah i should begin i don't have it in my possession yet but i shall i have a picture of it like i said if you guys remind me someone tag me in the facebook group or whatever who wants to see it and that'll remind 
remind me and I'll, I'll upload a picture. Um, and I'll take a picture once I actually have it too in post because that'll be cool. Um, but it, it feels like a, an, an energy that I, I feel very connected to and now it's wanted to be in my life apparently. And so it shall be and so it is. And uh, so anyway, the the... Um, synchronicity of it kind of uh, continued to unfold because I was trying to decide, okay, I'm going to tell the Demiurge story, story in full today, all the way to completion here, um, and share with you guys, now what song will I play on the outro, right? And I'm like looking through all the ones I have a license for, and uh, Dea Dovo pops out to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, wow, we got the license for her, you know, because someone else, Corey, is helping to manage that. And big shout out. Thank you, Corey, by the way. Um, and uh, I didn't realize we'd already gotten Dea Dova a, a license so I can play her music. I'm like, oh, what song and I pull it up and I see the myth of the cave and I'm like oh yeah that that reminds what's this about I don't even know it's probably based off the allegory of the cave and I'm like hmm maybe that'd be something cool to talk about I haven't uh you know I've heard the allegory of the cave uh it's been a while what's it about you know well I look it up and the allegory of the cave who do you know what do you know it's uh it's from Plato so the Demiurge is from Platonic philosophy. I choose the song randomly, the Myth of the Cave. It's the one that jumps out to me. And then I think of the allegory of the cave. It is, um, it is a Plato story. So I, uh, it all came together. The Demiurge is and Plato are with us <laughs> on today's episode. Thanks for being here, guys, gals, you alls. And I just got a like total humming in my ear as I said that. Wow, interesting. Um, so I'm going to play now um, Plato's Allegory of the Cave uh, or just a uh, synopsis of it uh, that I found on Ted Ed YouTube page. Uh, Alex Jindler is the person, I guess, speaking here. There's a few sound effects because there's video, like cartoon video that goes with it that obviously you guys aren't going to see. So uh, just a little uh, heads up on that. But uh, let's uh, let's take a quick listen. This is pretty short. Uh, a breakdown of Plato, Plato's Allegory of the Cave. What is reality? Knowledge. The meaning of life. Big topics you might tackle figuratively, explaining existence as a journey down a road or across an ocean, a climb, a war, a book, a thread, a game, a window of opportunity, or an all-too-short-lived flicker of flame. 2,400 years ago, one of history's most famous thinkers said life is like being chained up in a cave forced to watch shadows flitting across a stone wall. Pretty cheery, right? That's actually what Plato suggested in his Allegory of the Cave, found in Book 7 of The Republic, in which the Greek philosopher envisioned the ideal society by examining concepts like justice, truth, and beauty. In the allegory, a group of prisoners have been confined in a cavern since birth with no knowledge of the outside world. They are chained facing a wall, unable to turn their heads, while a fire behind them gives off a faint light. Occasionally, people pass by the fire carrying figures of animals and other objects that cast shadows on the wall. The prisoners name and classify these illusions, believing they're perceiving actual entities. Suddenly, one prisoner is freed and brought outside for the first time. The sunlight hurts his eyes, and he finds the new environment disorienting. When told that the things around him are real, while the shadows were mere reflections, he cannot believe it. The shadows appeared much clearer to him. But gradually, his eyes adjust, until he can look at reflections in the water, at objects directly, 
and finally at the sun, whose light is the ultimate source of everything he has seen. The prisoner returns to the cave to share his discovery, but he is no longer used to the darkness and has a hard time seeing the shadows on the wall. The other prisoners think the journey has made him stupid and blind and violently resist any attempts to free them. Plato introduces this passage as an analogy of what it's like to be a philosopher trying to educate the public. Most people are not just comfortable in their ignorance, but hostile to anyone who points it out. In fact, the real-life Socrates was sentenced to death by the Athenian government for disrupting the social order and his student Plato spends much of the Republic disparaging Athenian democracy while promoting rule by philosopher kings. With the cave parable, Plato may be arguing that the masses are too stubborn and ignorant to govern themselves. But the allegory has captured imaginations for 2,400 years because it can be read in far more ways. Importantly, the allegory is connected to the theory of forms developed in Plato's other dialogues, which holds that, like the shadows on the wall, things in the physical world are flawed reflections of ideal forms, such as roundness or beauty. In this way, the cave leads to many fundamental questions, including the origin of knowledge, the problem of representation, and the nature of reality itself. For theologians, the ideal forms exist in the mind of a creator. For philosophers of language viewing the forms as linguistic concepts, the theory illustrates the problem of grouping concrete things under abstract terms. And others still wonder whether we can really know that the things outside the cave are any more real than the shadows. As we go about our lives, can we be confident in what we think we know? Perhaps one day a glimmer of light may punch a hole in your most basic assumptions. Will you break free to struggle towards the light even if it costs you your friends and family? Or stick with comfortable and familiar illusions? Truth or habit? Light or shadow? Hard choices, but if it's any consolation, you're not alone. There are lots of us down here. So, what a cool story, right? I mean, for those of you who had never heard it, or maybe some of you have heard it and, you know, we're revisiting it here. Uh, I might even have talked about it at some point on the podcast in the past, but um, yeah, I mean, isn't that an interesting way to understand the world is made up of more perfect forms and these are like reflections of that. And uh, I think that's, from one perspective, very true. From another, the, the reflections are just as perfect as the source, right? It's just all from what perspective you're examining. But uh, I love how he talks about, you know, now imagine if a glimmer of light punches a hole in your most basic assumptions. What do you do? Well, what a lot of people do is they cling on to whatever it is they've always believed because their whole identity is based around it, right? Um, and the question that uh, Alex poses in, in this is, will you follow truth or habit? Will you follow light or shadow? And uh, those of you who are on the path, um, you know, obviously tuning into this broadcast, you are willing to follow uh, and, and, and see even your past reality crumble. And for that, you are so brave to, 
to continue to follow down the rabbit hole and not just cling on to these old habits or programming that's been taught to you since childhood. And uh, I'm so proud to like know all of you or connect with all of you. You're such beautiful reflections and we are indeed doing it. And I think this uh, is such a wonderful way to to understand what is going on uh, in this reality. We're seeing, don't chase the shadows. You, you don't need to chase the shadows. It's all, um, it's all just reflections. And a lot of times, you know, we're, we're reacting to the reflections and there's lag also, right? We talked about this the other day. Alexis, um, who runs the show on Fridays, uh, the P. Ed Posse episodes, had the wonderful um, analogy of, you know, well, it takes a while for starlight to reach us, our eyes. A lot of times when you're looking up in the sky, you're seeing stars from the past and um, they already dead, right? They already lived their, their life and completely uh, exploded, but you're still seeing light from them because it took so many billions of years to get here. It's so far away. So it's the same way with these shadows that are, you know, in our 3D reality. They're reflections of past energy past vibration if you want to know what you'll see uh tomorrow look at what you're feeling today in a sense right uh or next week or next month or next year right uh the timetables we're not 100 percent sure on but um certainly there's today what you are living today is nothing more than a shadow of what energies you've offered vibrated with in the past so don't chase that shadow be uh, uh, appreciate it, accept it, love it, and then really focus on forget what's happening out there. That's the past. Um, that's that's the past starlight still coming, even though it's already happened, right? Instead, focus on what are you generating now, which will seed what you see tomorrow. You be it to see it, right? And you all have this light within you to manifest and completely transform your 3D reality. If there's things you don't like, where you live, your partnerships, your physical health, your, you know, in all the things, don't look at it as daunting. Look at it as what a fun adventure, what a fun challenge that you now have the formula and tools to know how to transform it. Be it to see it. That is the goal. That is the number one thing we're all here to do. And if you can learn that, you forget. You don't need Harvard. You don't need Yale. You don't need anything. That is the ultimate um, technology, right? And you are, you're doing it. We're doing it. All right, guys, this has been such a beautiful uh, episode. Hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as I have. Um, before I play Dea Dova, The Myth of the Cave... Um, actually, I think I might have her on the show as well uh, at some point. She's really magical. And um, I'm going to go ahead and read this because it's just like poetry. And then you'll hear her sing it. But here's the lyrics. Myth of the cave. Oh, we're tying the stars to the mountains, the mountains to the stars. We are so high that we can see beyond the walls of our own horizons. Cords that knot and threads that bind tell the tale of humankind. From long ago into future returning, all wisdoms from lifetimes learnt. Out of the cave, the shining ones rise. A hope awoke in their eyes. We weave a new myth into the timelines. Oh, we're tying the stars to the mountains, the mountains to the stars. We are so high that we can see beyond the walls of our own horizons. Old basket maker tends to her net, gathering up all the ones who have leapt. Smooth our way into the emergence. Oh, I am who I am. Oh, I am. Reflecting all that you see, I am. Generosity flows from our hands. Enough talk now. It's time for deeds. 
Oh, we're tying the stars to the mountains, the mountains to the stars. We are so high that we can see beyond the walls of our own horizons. Strip out of any illusionary attire into the smoke of the eucalyptus fire, pounding our feet in the rising dust in freedom and wonder. Creator, we trust. We restore balance through our reverence of life, quivers full of courage and our blood lightning. Oh, we're tying the stars to the mountains, the mountains to the stars. We are so high that we can see beyond the walls of our own horizons. Tying the stars to the loom. (laughs) I love it. So good. Now you get to hear her sing it, and uh, it's a whole nother level. Hope you guys enjoy. This is Dea Dova, spelled D-E-Y-A, and then D-O-V-A. Myth of the Cave. Until next time, journey well. Love you all so, so much. Also, if you're craving more consciousness elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000 plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out.